We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Releasing angels. Abraham released an angel in his behalf. He didn't quit. I'll tell you what, he didn't give up and quit and say, well, it won't work in anything. There's people that'll try to tell you you're in error. They'll call you a cult. They'll call you everything in the world. But I'll tell you, I know it's the Word of God and God said it. And I'm not going to lie against the truth. I'm going to say what God said regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation. Now, I'm going to do everything I can to change the situation. And I'm going to confess that the angels have charge and that they go before me and prepare my way and lead me to the place that God has prepared for me. Now, let's go over into 2 Kings here in the Old Testament. 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. Elisha released angels. Now, the king of Syria was out to get Elisha. Let's read from verse 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. They came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, At last, master, how shall we do? (laughs) In other words, what are we going to do? Man, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? And he answered, Fear not. Now, I want to call your attention to something. How closely Elisha aligns what he is doing here with what Jesus told Jairus. Fear not. Only believe. Because they're going to have to believe something. (laughs) Listen to what he said. Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, can you imagine what that servant thought? I mean, he probably went back out there and looked out there again, and he started counting them. And maybe he got up to one, three, five, six. They might have been (laughs) 6,000 men out there. And he said, 6,000. Then he goes back and he counts. One, two. And he said, what did you say? More with us than there is with them. Don't you know that servant thought, I tell you, I believe this guy's elevated. Don't go all the way to the top. There's something wrong here. Elisha had made a faith statement. Now notice what he did. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses, chariots of fire, round about Elisha. (laughs) Yeah, there was more with them than they was with the army. Horses and chariots of fire. Now, I want you to keep that in mind because we're going to come back and talk about this just a little further on. In Hebrews, it says that he calls his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. What ministers? The ministering spirits, the angels, a flame of fire. And here was chariots of fire, horses and chariots of fire. Those angels had that army surrounded. Here's a man of God. Certainly, he is a man of God, a prophet. But... I don't know that he saw anything. Were those angels and chariots of fire around Elisha before he said that? Now, on the surface, first thing you'd want to say is, why, sure they were. But you can't prove it from the Bible. 
I mean, we might assume they were. Now, the Bible does say the angel of the Lord encamps around about them to fear him and delivers them. But now, that's an angel of the Lord. Now, here is a multitude of evidently angels, chariots of fire, which would indicate angels, and we'll show that to you in the Scripture further on. So here again, as I said in the beginning, you begin to see that Elisha's words had something to do with this. This didn't just happen to Elisha because he was a prophet of God. Now see, somebody said, well, I know a fellow that was a prophet of God, or I know someone that was a missionary, and people came to get him, and they got him and killed him. And there was no angels delivered him. Do you reckon he said, there's more with us than there is with them? Or you reckon he said, dear God, what are we going to do? They're going to get us for sure. They'll cut our heads off. See, Elisha knew some things. And as you follow this line through the Bible, you'll find this all throughout the Old Testament. And something interesting that I found as I was doing the study on this and teaching on it for several years. I've never found in the Scripture, now there may be some places, but I have never found where that anyone was delivered by an angel when they were operating in fear. Now just think about it. Here's Elisha. This servant is probably in fear. But Elisha says, Oh, there's more with us than there is with them. I can just see the old prophet of God sitting there reading his scroll. Never did get up. Never did look up. I don't believe he saw any angels out there. He just knew they were there. Or he spoke them there. He knew if he spoke it, they would be there. See, Jesus said, I can pray one prayer and get more than 12 legions of angels. I can get 72,000, he said, with one prayer. Just one prayer, I can get 72,000 angels. Well, evidently, the prophet of God knew that. So he made the statement and then prayed that the Lord would open the eyes of the young man so he could see and see what was going on. Well, the ministering spirits are a flame of fire. Now, let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. I want to bring something out of the New Testament over into this and point out some things to you and show you where many people are missing it. And I suspect that some of you are missing it in the same place because I was. In the sixth chapter of Matthew, I want us to look at... Well, let's start verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take you thought of raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Now here's the verse I want you to see in the context. Therefore take no thought... What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, or wherewith ye shall be clothed. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. 
Look at verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying... Now this is the significant part that I want you to get. Take no thought by saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? Now, suppose in a bad situation, financial situation, physical dangerous situation, you begin to say in fear, what are we going to do? How in the world are we going to get out of this situation? Jesus said, don't take any thought by saying. Oh, no, now, Jesus didn't say, don't jump to the conclusion that Jesus said, don't take any thought. He did not say, not take any thought. That word means anxious thought. Don't take any anxious thought by saying. It's all right to take thought. It's all right to think and plan out some things. But you're not to take thought by saying, what are we going to do? What will we eat? What will we drink? How are we going to survive? He said, don't take any thought by saying that. Why? Because that's not in faith. That's in fear. That is in fear. If Elisha would have said, what are we going to do? If he'd have done like the servant said, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know. What are we going to do? I don't think they'd had any angels. I don't think they'd had any deliverance. Like I said, I've not found in the scripture where an angel ever delivered anyone from a dangerous situation when they were in fear. Take, for instance, Peter when he was in jail. They're going to pull his head in the morning, man. I mean, it's going to be heads off for him. You know what he was doing? He was asleep. (laughs) I mean, if you could go to sleep, if they're going to pull your head in the morning. He's asleep. Now, brother, that's faith. That's faith. He believed God. And the church was praying for him. He just went to sleep. Angel had to kick him in the side to wake him up. They get him awake and said, Amen. Uh, you know, and they let him out there. And all the doors swung open. The angels opened the doors. He got out in the street and he thought he was dreaming. But he wasn't. The angels delivered him. What do you suppose would happen if he'd been sitting in there in prison, wringing his hands and saying, Oh, dear God, what am I going to do? They're going to get my head for sure. They're going to pull my head in the morning. It went plunk right in the bucket the next morning. And God wouldn't have done a thing about it. The angels couldn't have done anything about it. But he was resting in faith. I'll tell you, there's a place, people, that we can enter into the rest of God. That we don't have to worry and fret. Don't take thought by saying, because when you say these things, it produces fear. It's all right to take thought. It's all right to plan some things. But don't take thought by saying, what are we going to do? Take thought by saying, I know what I'll do. I'll be delivered by supernatural visitation of an angel if necessary. I'll be set free from this thing and I'll be delivered from it. I know the Word of God will never fail me. Begin to proclaim what God says. And I'll tell you, you will be delivered. Well, don't be caught dead provoking your angel. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, we have the CD offer number 7404. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. It's entitled, Where Satan Gets His Power. It'll surprise you when you find out where the enemy gets his power. When you dig into the Word of God, you'll find out that your words give Satan power over you. He has no authority over you.
God gave man dominion over this planet. Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. But if you don't understand your authority as a believer, then the devil will run over you roughshod. But I want you to know that God has given you the authority. You remember every time Jesus started to cast out a demon, or almost every time, they challenged his authority. One of them said, have you come to torment us before the time? He knew there's a time he's going to be tormented. Another one said, I adjure thee by God that you torment me not. He thought Jesus was God in his divine Godhead powers, and he knew God had given the authority of the earth to man, and the demon in that man didn't think that Jesus was a man. But he was. He was a man. He was the Son of God. He was a man anointed with the Holy Ghost, and his body gave him authority to destroy the works of the devil. This was the purpose which God sent him to destroy the works of the devil, loose and dissolve and undo what the devil had done. Well, he couldn't do that if he just came here in his divine Godhead power. You need to understand that your body gives you authority over the devil, demons, and evil spirits, and they get their authority from men or from people on earth. They get it from somebody that has a body. That's 7404, entitled, Where Satan Gets His Power. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kemp reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.